Hey guys, welcome to the Up Next podcast. I'm your host, Xavier Kelly, and in today's video podcast, um, we're going to be talking to David Busby, and David Busby is a young entrepreneur. He's a, a filmmaker, a creator, and also, too, he's a video director, and I really want to go deep into his story. Um, we're going to dive into a lot of interesting points from how he got his some of his biggest clients to also to how he went through and overcame adversity. So make sure you guys stay tuned you know, and listen to this podcast. I think it'll help a lot of you guys out there. Um, I want to say thank you guys, and let's start the podcast. Hey, guys. So I'm here today with David Busby. He's a creative director of Never Miss a Shot. He's a close friend of mine. He's an entrepreneur. We're about to dive into his story. So David, so I know who you are, but for the people at home watching this on LinkedIn or on YouTube or listening to this on the podcast right now, who is David Busby? What do you do? All right, so David Busby, um, a lot of you guys might have known me when I played sports, um, done the student athlete thing, um, played in North Texas, um, finished up my college career in Oklahoma. Um, a lot of people might know me as Buzz the Shooter. You can follow my Instagram down below. Um, and from my Instagram, I've created a networking group um, and, and gotten involved with a lot of people in Dallas. You know, we're, we're all working towards one goal and we feel that if we actually put time in to helping each other, we can all achieve our own goal. So it's, it's, a, it's an old quote that um, I heard someone say a couple, I think a couple weeks ago. Um, and basically it comes down to, if you want to go fast, mm -hmm. you go by yourself. If you want to go far, you go with a team. And it seems like that's something you're trying to do in Dallas. And that's one thing I noticed from other areas that Dallas doesn't have much of. We don't have a lot of cooperation. I see that you're working with a lot of artists and just, you know, just building your network as much as possible. So how has that really helped you to, you know, get clients, get work, find qualified people, like, how does that help you push your business ahead? Right, and kind of just to clear up <clears throat> the team part of it that you kind of touched on, any team isn't the right team. So what I mean by that is, at the beginning, I started out with a team, but this team was a group of friends, you know, that we've all went to, you know, everything was comfortable, everything was easy, but the only bad thing is we didn't execute. You know, we didn't hold each other accountable like we would, you know, someone in the office or something like that. Um, the main thing I'm trying to get out of that is don't always, a team isn't always the right thing to do. Um, you know, being with friends, you know, you might take it easy or you might not get certain goals accomplished, but um, actually defining and building a team that can actually help you. Um, who's willing to go that extra mile, who's willing, who has that same passion as you. Um, that's that's kind of where the team atmosphere comes from, not just anyone, because a group of people can get together and they might can accomplish some things, but a team with the same motivation, same passion, same discipline, that's what you're looking for. That's, that's what I believe the team atmosphere is. Okay, I like that because I know, you know, when I started out, a lot of times working with, especially trying to work with people in school, and one thing I realized, working with students sometimes very difficult, right? Because right. everyone wants to be this, everyone right, wants to do right. this, but no one actually wants to put in any work and get mm -hmm. stuff done. 
and you know for a common cause and that's in that you actually been able to generate people and work with people who actually want to get stuff done mm -hmm. and like and do that so i want to jump into another part a little bit okay. deeper into you right there because i know at one time you were young because i was there with you in this part right here but you're at unt and then you transferred over to oklahoma like how was like how was that transition like like how did it make you think how did it make you feel you know like like was it a defining moment of your life or like how was the decision made well you know at that time i was you know finishing up my sophomore year of college um still young still kind of confused and really it was just a matter of not knowing which path i wanted to take um, i've been doing sports my whole life you know that was second nature to me that's something that was easy that that, that just came to me but the creative side is something that I wanted to pursue, you know, something that challenged me. Not saying that football is not <laughs> it's it's challenging. challenging. We, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we both know how challenging football is. But this was a challenge that, you know, it got me curious, got me thinking, you know, I couldn't sleep some nights uh, thinking about spending my time playing football versus, you know, getting out there and doing what I love. And, and the thing that I learned, and this just came with experiences, I don't, I'm glad that I made the choice that I made, but for advice for you people in the same situation, um, just kind of create a list and write out your pros, write out your cons, and just weigh out your options. Because in the long run, um, I ended up playing football in Oklahoma still, which is what I was doing in North Texas. And the reason why I decided to still play football is because of scholarship, you know, um, just to finish school. I was a business marketing major. Um, and, and that's just kind of where I was headed. So the huge decision that I had to make was moving from Texas and starting over in Oklahoma. You know, new world, new people, new face, but it was exciting, you know, I could start over People wouldn't look at me just as, you know, student athlete, you know. Now I can work in student athletes, now I can be with creatives, you know, um, just kind of mixed. So it was a great experience for me. Um, but I would highly recommend making a list and weighing out your pros and cons. So would you say that's the most defining moment in your life or you say there's another moment? Uh, I wouldn't call that the defining moment of my life. Defining moment of my life, I would have to put a mark on, you know, leaving corporate America, um, stepping into my shoes and going after my goal, going after my passion, um, building something from scratch, you know. Um, that was more so of my de defining moment in my life. You know, this really opened up my eyes. This really made me have to go down one path and stick to it. Honestly, it's the best decision I've ever made. Um, and I would highly recommend you guys to go out early, fail early, you know, try to discover your passion. Um, and once you do that, life just opens up, you know, things just fall in place for you. Yeah. You know, you're not trying to fit into this mold of whoever this person wants to make you. You're doing, you're really free, you're uncut, and you're doing what you love. And that's what I would highly recommend. I like that. Yeah, because 
I, 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 that was very interesting right there. Because I know we both had experiences right. of, you know, uh, you know, just stepping away from corporate America and then trying to build something of your own, creating everything. Because I know there you worked on a lot of projects. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you know, you brought the company, you know, a lot of money, a lot of opportunities, and you did a lot of stuff for them. And I know it was challenging sometimes, you know, to step off and like, so like, what was a couple of the most challenging portions, you know, of leaving your job when you had like your stable income and stuff. So taking that, you know, the walk off the edge or the walk off the cliff right there to do your own thing, mm -hmm. you had to accompany your job, you were making good money there, you were working on a lot of big projects and stuff. Like what, what was like one of the hardest part about that decision, you know, that, that you can think of and like what made it so hard to actually do that? One of the hardest parts about just the overall decision is, you know, telling yourself that you must make a commitment and understanding that this is a risk. Risk or real. So that's pulling myself out of this scenario where I'm comfortable, stable, relaxing, yeah. you know, kind of on cruise control. And then, you know, jumping out there into the wild. But you have to be ready for the wild. You know, this isn't this isn't something for everyone. Um, understanding and knowing what risk that you're facing is a huge part about it. Um, and that was kind of the toughest the toughest challenge to me. You know, just battling with myself um, internally about do I want to take my foot off of cruise control and put my foot on the metal or Cause it, I mean, you, I mean, you're leaving money behind, you know, right. and you have to take care of your family and stuff like that. And you have obligations and stuff. I know how difficult it is, but um, you know, when we think about it, you know, you you stepped off, but like I've never seen you more free, more happy. Yeah. You know, yeah. you work on the stuff you want to work on. You know, you travel when you want to. You know, it's just it's a better experience for you. And I know it's not like perfect for every single person. Right. Some people like the stability. Some people like the you know, consistent structure. And nothing wrong with that Nothing either. wrong with that. Nothing wrong. Nothing but wrong with I, I did notice that with you. And because I knew it allowed you to take your curiosity and do, you know, other stuff. So David, what are you curious about now? Like do you have, you know, you have the opportunity to do whatever you want to do. Like, what are you curious about? What are you thinking about doing? You know, the first thing that jumps to mind is, you know, something I didn't have, you know, firsthand um, contact with, but building these long-lasting relationships with these clients, you know, um, every every um, project is a different experience. You know, you make, you build a new connection, um, you know, which might outreach to more connections. Just, just the endless possibilities is something that gets me, you know, just excited about this. Um, this industry alone, film, you know, you can connect with anyone, you can collab with anyone, um, but the thing that I see that kind of over, overpowers everything is, you know, committing and creating these long-lasting relationships for years on end, you know, um, business today will be business in 30 years. So basically you're saying like this relationships has really helped you kind of push your business forward. And I know just from, you know, watching you that you get tons of, you know, clients and stuff coming from social media, from other relationships you have in the past. Like, like how important is building relationships for actually growing a business? I think it's very important. Um, 
you know, a lot of people nowadays, they want something they can get behind, brands that they can get behind. Um, you know, people want to pay for an experience, not just a project. Anyone can do a video, anyone can do any work, any project, but you know, having that full on experience, um, having them have a great time while completing the project is something you can't put a price on, you know? Yeah, so you talk experience. So how, like, what is the experience? Like, what is the customer experience that you're trying to lay out? Like, like I, I want to learn more about right, this right, right here. Okay, this so, is pretty interesting. I like, yeah, okay, okay yeah, I'll go, I'll dive in a little bit deeper. So the first part is pre-production, you know, that's when you, you're sitting in with your client, um, you know, it's kind of gray area, you warming up to each other. But then once that, once that's out of the way, you kind of go deeper into each other's mind. You, you create a vision, you create the story, you, you, you want to produce this outcome, this feeling together. And that's something that, that's amazing, you know? Um, I didn't know what the client might have, stories might have been before, but talking with them, um, learning a little bit more about their background, a little bit more about their company's uh, culture is something that shapes that pre-production process. And my all-time favorite is the production process, that, that shoot day. Um, this is where we get to, you know, kind of show our stuff. You know, uh, this is game day for me. So I always get a little butterflies still. <laughs> you know, you remember yeah. in college, yeah. just, like, <laughs> just before the games, you get those butterflies. Like if you're through. not getting those butterflies, I don't, I don't think it's for you, you know? Yeah. Um, but, and then after is the post-production. So this is the experience where they're loving, they're criticizing, they're, they're giving you insight on your work, you know? And this is the part that I feel like a lot of people want to hide from, but this is the part that I embrace. This is the part where the client is helping me better myself for projects to come. I don't want just, oh, great, great, great. No, I want to improve, you know? Yeah. And that's just something that I'm excited about. I know I will take some W, I mean, I know I'll take a lot of W's, I might take a few L's. You say look at my L's. I might take a few L's, and that's something that I want to learn from, you know? Yeah. And I'm, you should embrace that. It's, yeah. it's one of the main things I want to communicate. Yeah, I, oh yeah, and saying that right there, I, I know tons of people are literally fearful of criticism. Right. And like, and I, I, I like how it's you tough. said you yeah. embrace it, and like, I know like, just like, how, how do you get to that point where like, like I value what you say, but I'm not taking it personally upon myself. I think that that comes at the beginning um, in that pre-production stage. That's when you guys kind of establish that respect, that that center balance between each other. Um, you know, we all have one goal and that's, you know, that stated in that first meeting. We all have one goal and yeah, it might be a little tough love, but the main thing I wanted to do is establish respect. And if you don't establish respect at the beginning, that's when it can turn into those fearful um, criticisms that people are scared to like, face. Oh know? no! Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's kind of when that you know enters the field. But honestly, just establishing that respect um, in the forefront helps a lot. 
Right. So tell me about a bad experience you have with a client, or or, or 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 maybe a bad experience that you gave to them. Like, wait, just tell me about something. Bad like. experience um, early on. So <laughs> <laughs> something that you guys should definitely avoid and definitely put in your contracts when dealing with clients. Um, the amount of reviews and feedback revisions. that the client revisions that the client has. Yeah. Um, I was not clear about how many revisions is appropriate. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. These guys <laughs> went step by step, day after day. Um, you know, small, small changes versus kind of what we do now and what I advise for everyone. Just do probably two revisions. Have them and their team go over every every detail of that video. Um, <laughs> I can imagine. And submit one, you know, one revision versus going back and forth, back and forth, and that's how you, you know, you fall into that revision debt. You know? Yeah, and then because you're in that huge cycle, and then you get to the point yeah. where, and then they're like, oh, but we want it done now. We want it done to this deadline. But like, the clients most times don't see that mm -hmm. they added all these changes. Yeah. And yeah. like, so it, it moves stuff. I, I have experienced that and I asked, yeah, yeah, you got to have those revisions I mean, in that country. Right? Yeah, that's, that's a mistake that, you know, fell early. That I'm glad that I fell really early, but um, that's a common mistake, you know? Um, that's something that you have to face and get through. But you guys, highly recommend <laughs> clarifying how many revisions your client has. Okay, so how many revisions should, should someone have? Um, just standard, like if you have like a standard, um, depending on project size, I would honestly say two or three. Two or three. Um, have them meet with their team because this is an effort on both sides. Um, they have people who should review the product. They know what vision they would like. Um, so I think it's kind of like a, a collaboration on that. So two to three, I think that's that's mutual grounds right mm -hmm. there. So remember that, guys. Two, two to three, three not twenty-three. Two, two to three would save <laughs> right. you from doing twenty-three. Yeah, my first. I, I think it was like twenty revisions. <laughs> Almost stopped. <laughs> Funny thing about that, the whole thing about you know revisions and like you know working with fixed fees is that I noticed that people like like so it, if the most valuable thing to you is money or time, right. which one? Um, time. Time. So if you're a client and you come to me and you say, time is the most valuable thing. So if I tell you that I can do what you want me to do for $5,000, and then and then, and then you tell me, oh, no, um, I, no, no, it didn't cost too much. Right. You know, so the thing is, I see a lot of people would do, they would right. say time is their most important thing, but then they, they don't, they don't want to pay for, they want to pay less for people finish faster. So if I'm doing an assignment and it takes me 10 hours and you're doing an assignment and it takes you two, mm -hmm you technically should be able to charge more than I charge, not just per hour, but charge more. Right. But it's the, it'd be the opposite. You will actually lose, you know, eight hours of mm -hmm. time and then I'll, you know, sitting on the project will get benefited. And that's one thing I don't like about kind of like the hourly projects mm -hmm. a little bit is because you, um, for doing good work, you get punished. Yeah. For doing stuff in a timely manner, you get punished. Yeah. <laughs> and for, you know, and then like a fixed price, once you get the revision game kind of, you know, as you said mm -hmm. with your story, kind of, set up a little bit better, then you don't have the whole problem with, um, you know, doing 305 revisions or 25 revisions. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, so yeah, so the, I understand that part tremendously. Definitely, man, definitely.
That's something we have to control. <laughs> you gotta take control of this. Can't let it get out of hand. So on this way to get to where you are, what people have helped you on this journey? Um, first and foremost, I couldn't do anything without the Lord, but something, my backbone that really, you know, helped me from 17 to 23 is my girl, Kiara. I thought you were going to say me. NX. <laughs> but no, um, I couldn't do anything without my girl, Kiara Urbina. Um, she's been my emotional and, um, you know, just a rock. Just my rock, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she's so strong, so, you know, she just motivates me to, you know, want to go out there, want to try new things, you know, just to provide for us, um, and just put us one step closer to our goal. So shout out Kiara. She'll be on here. <laughs> okay. What? What like influencers or other people outside of the people you might know generally that kind of like kind of help you kind of motivate you to do more stuff or influence you? Um, someone who kind of motivated me to you know just wanted to pick up my game, elevate my game, would be um, someone who's originally from Dallas as well as Andre Ladon. Um, he's made a name for himself. He's you know, he's out in LA now, but just seeing where he comes from um, and understanding his self-talk, I'm also a self-talk artist, uh, just understanding that discipline and, and commitment that it really takes to, you know, kind of take that leap on your own and choose your own path. Um, this guy just motivates me to wanna up my game and my work and, all over the board, you know? Yeah, he's one of the people that you see his work and you're like, oh my God. Right, right. You know, oh damn, and they get out there and do some stuff. Gotta do some stuff. Gotta get, get stuff done. And, and another guy who's kind of just changing the whole culture of the film industry is uh, Ryan Coogler. Um, this is the director of Black Panther, yeah. um, writer of Creed. This guy. Oh, he's a writer of Creed? I didn't know that. He's a writer of Creed. Oh, yeah. good. So he, we kind of have like, you know, similar backgrounds, you know, we both student athletes um, out of high school, kind of made that decision whether or not to stick with sports or go the creative route. Um, but just, you know, just that grit and determination that I get, that I received from Ryan is, you know, what makes me want to step up. Mm, that's interesting. I like that. So kind of going that note right there, um, how do you currently get clients? Um, I currently outsource clients. Um, you know, I have a lot of people who um, email me and they, they get my contact from social media such as Instagram, Facebook. Um, so the social media right now is booming. <laughs> you know, for the videographers, the video marketing industry right now. Um, Everyone wants content. Everyone wants cool content, creative content, um, you know, video work that demonstrates their brand, their story. Um, and that's kind of how I've been, you know, approaching a lot of my clients and, uh, you know, doing those collaborations a lot off of social media. Yeah, I see you kill it off social media. I know a lot of times, like, when I might go to a project with you, 
you you know, I'm like, hey, where'd you get? No, it's first. I'm like, oh, this person messaged me. I'm so like, they seen this video. Right, they seen this, right, and like, right. it's huge. It's huge now. So, what's the importance of of being there and posting and staying consistent on those platforms? Um, a huge thing is people love to see you. Um, not all the time, but people love to see you grow. So, what I want to do is show people. And what I've tried to do on social media is show people my whole journey, you know, starting from just the concept of, I think I want to do videography, <laughs> to, you know, to how to become a full-time filmmaker, you know. Um, this is just kind of a few areas where social media can, you know, really help and really put you on the platform. So what's the biggest deal that you ever created? I mean, ever got, not even created, but, you know, ever got. Oh, biggest deal. Biggest deal, biggest project. Right. You don't biggest... throw numbers out if you don't want to. <laughs> you know. don't want numbers? Yeah. <laughs> everybody, uh, everybody. Biggest, biggest project, um, which was actually a really cool project, is this YMCA campaign that I did for their family center. Um, it was a series of two videos. It was, it was a two-video um, campaign. Um, that was one of my first big breaks, you know, that really got me out there and got a lot of experience from this you know but something i love and i encourage a lot of you guys just to get out your comfort zone and just go out there and talk to people people talk back um and and that's that's one of the hardest part about it is just going out there and doing it once you get that step down sky's one is right at yep <laughs> Don't talk too much like I used to, but <laughs> <laughs> but talking is good. No, yeah. so um, you know, we kind of you know learned a lot. We learned a lot about you. So, what is like one thing you want, you know, everybody else? One one tip or advice that you want to give to the audience to help someone out there? Just you know, just for that one person out there that might need you know help with trying to make it to where you are, uh, being self-sufficient as a you know as an entrepreneur or right, a creator and right, a filmmaker. Right, 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 right. A tip that I would give. Um, someone who who has an idea and has you have to have discipline you have to have commitment these I'm talking to people with these kind of intangibles um, what you want to do is go out there and network um, there's so many people you, no matter where you're living people with the same passion people with the same work ethic um, same vision as you the hard part is going out there, reaching out to them. It's kind of getting out of your comfort zone. Um, but networking is what's really, you know, taking me from zero clients to X amount of clients yeah. right now. You know, yeah. um, that's one of the huge takeaways that I would try to push on everyone is getting out of your comfort zone and going out there, networking, collabing, you know, building content. That's 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 a huge one. That's a huge one. That's a close second. That was a thing that I had um, trouble with yeah. at the beginning. Wanting your video, your project to be 100% perfect is not up to you. That's up to your viewers. That's up to your audience. Let them decide. But you do what you love, which is creating content, releasing content, and collabing. Because perfection. It's the enemy of done. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. So, yeah. Yeah. I just cut you off. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, but so um, you know, 
you know, having David here today has been wonderful. You know, David, as you can see, is on Up Next podcast. So, you know, he's up next on that part. Um, but David, please let us know kind of like where we can find you at on social media. Um, you know, obviously, I'm going to put everything down in the mm-hmm. description. But let everybody know what you kind of what you're doing going forward and where we can find you on social media. All right. And I just want to first off say um, I appreciate Xavier for reaching out to yeah. me. You know, um, fan of your work, um, you know motivated by your work ethic and that's a lot of the time that gets unseen and unnoticed but first huge shout out to xavier keller but you guys (laughs) you guys can find me on social media um buzz the shooter um link below um i'm also on facebook david busby and also twitter buzz the shooter so you heard it here first yeah, David Buzz the Shooter. Check him out on Instagram. You know, if you have any videos that you need to get shot, or you need to um, need any help on really anything on the creative standpoint from a filmmaker from that part, reach out to David. I'm put all the information below. And thanks, David, for having me on. Thank you guys so much for watching the Up Next podcast. And again, this is Xavier Kelly. We just got finished with the podcast with David Busby. Um, you know, just a young entrepreneur and you learn his story and hope this story helps you to go out and try to do more things and use social media to obtain more clients. Um, one thing I really want you guys to do before you get off of here um, and go to your next podcast or whatever you're going to do, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give me a review on the podcast. I would love to hear some of you guys' feedback and also to tell me what you guys liked as well. And guys, if you want any help with building marketing plans or um, figuring out how your business can do like digital marketing better, make sure you guys contact me, Xavier Kelly, xaverkelly.com. And I want to say thank you so much, David, for being on the podcast. And thank you all you guys for watching. And we'll see you next week on the next one.